thanks for dialing into our podcast. We're the Light Church Bradford here in Yorkshire, England, a church committed to following Jesus and loving our city back to life again. We truly hope and pray this week's message helps you and encourages you on your journey, especially in these really challenging times. Well, hi everybody. Uh, here's my Father's Day talk now. Um, I've obviously been doing men's ministry, well not obviously because some of you won't know, but I've been doing men's ministry now since I was 24, maybe 23 and I'm turning 50 in February and over that time I've worked with a lot of men, a lot of dads, uh, all over the world actually and uh, I'm also a dad to two adult kids, Um, uh, so one's a trainee vet and the other one uh, is a tattoo artist brought them both up the same one lives in Narnia and the other one's a super academic don't know how that happens but that's the way it is so I've been through um, the toddler stage the baby stage the teenage stage um, and now the adulting stage although me and my wife Karen we just moved to a really small house to pioneer some working uh, an ex-mining village we had a big family home and we just just moved and because of the pandemic, they've all come back. So just when we thought we were empty nested, now we're working out what it is to live with a, a tattoo artist daughter. So happy days. So this is going to be a quick fire talk. I've I've been teaching stuff to dads for a very long time. And I know that some people listening to this are going to be mums. Some people aren't dads. Some of single women listen to it, single men listening to it. But I hope there'll be some broad principles that come out that... Um, you know, will be a blessing and, and maybe help and encourage you. But obviously, it's Father's Day, and I'm talking to you men about being a dad. Um, here's the first point, and and really everything stems from this: love your kids as your Father in heaven loves you. And we really got to get our heads around what that means for me. And I'll try and do this as quick as I can, so I'm going to try and rapid fire through about eight points. For me, I came to Christ at 18. In a little brethren church, only went there because I fancied a girl, ended up becoming my wife. Um, but it was only until about 1996 when I truly discovered the love of a father in heaven, my, the unconditional love of God in heaven. Um, I was planted in a church on a tough council estate. It was really hard. Everything was going pear-shaped. It, it was hard yards. And long story short, found myself leaning against a rubbish skip. Uh, not unusual really in the circumstances oh god oh god help me everything's going wrong and I prayed this heartfelt prayer and I just said god everything's going wrong I'm not a very good pastor I can't help people there are complex needs I can't get my head around it and honestly this deep inner voice I didn't even believe god could speak to you like this it wasn't audible it's just deep inner conviction said you're not very good at that actually that's like what I'm like I'm not I can't preach I'm not a very good preacher this little voice said in a in a conviction yeah not so good at that as well i went through this big list i'm not a good dad not a good you know good husband you know everything i've done is falling apart i've been in the city spent all my money planting a church i've got nothing left these little voices going yep that's right yeah not good at that that's right you'll have nothing left and at the end of it the still inner whisper of god came into my heart but you're my son and i love you and i went into my bible romans eight fifteen. It says, by the Holy Spirit, we cry, Abba, Father, and know that we're sons of God. That deep, unconditional love of God as my Father in heaven, win, lose, or draw, profoundly changed my life. And I remember going into the little community centre 
where we had our church, where often there's a kids' party next door, everyone going, I could do, 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 while we're trying to sing Shine, Jesus, Shine. Very interesting experience. And there's hardly anyone there. But I remember thinking, oh, that's good. I'll get home early and watch the Formula One. Because all the pressure to succeed had lifted off me. My, I was unconditionally loved by my Father in Heaven. Uh, I try and love my kids in the same way. Unconditional love, not putting my expectations on them, just, just loving them for who they are. I'm grateful they both know the Lord. It's more to do with my wife than me. But along the way, we've just loved them as best we can as my Father in Heaven loves me. And number two, create memories and moments as a dad. Precious moments. People really connect when you create a moment. Here's an example. A mate of mine, he's actually, his marriage went south, everything went wrong. His wife left him for something else. A terrible, terrible traumatic time. Left him with the kids. Um, it's horrible. And it was coming up to Christmas. And, and the weather <laughs> that Christmas was actually really hot. So my mate, he hired a snow machine. And he pumped fake snow into the garden in the early hours even though he's doing a heat wave. And he said, my daughters, they woke up to the only snow-filled garden that Christmas. And despite all the pain and all the trauma, they've never forgotten what a beautiful white Christmas they had. Create memories and create moments. The things that you might feel tired for, and it just, you know, your energy's draining out of you because at work, you've got to rise above and do things that, that make you laugh. The things that my kids remember... Uh, when we laugh together, or just, just these spontaneous moments of pure joy where we just connected as a family. And there's all sorts of things you can do to do that. In fact, my mate Andy Frost has just written a book about having adventures with kids, which is really uh, fantastic. All different things you can do as a dad to create these memories and moments. Uh, right now, as I'm speaking, I can't remember the title of it, but it's by Andy Frost, and it's uh, through Care for the Family. So check that out. It's a fantastic resource to help you as a dad. Number three, tell the stories of the things that you've seen God do. Now, this comes out of Deuteronomy 4, uh, uh, verse 9 here. Let me, let me just find this. Um, Watch yourselves closely so you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and their, to their children after them remember the day you stood before the lord your god at horeb when he said to me assemble the people before you to hear my words so that they may learn to revere me as long as they live in the land and may teach them to their children now that's in uh, deuteronomy and it's all in the context of not forgetting the exodus not forgetting the things the amazing things that the lord has done when you tell the stories of the things that god has done not only does it preserve the precious memory of the things the lord your god has done and strengthens your heart actually it enthralls inspires your kids and you know what even now they're adults they're 21 and coming up to 23 and and got their you know professions are doing well and they're their own people even now they'll say to me dad tell us about that time when tell us about that time and what i used to do you know like classic bedtime prayers but what i used to do was sit with my kids and i'd tell them the things i've seen the lord do and obviously that keeps me on the front foot of his purposes too because I don't have stories to share. But they loved it. They would just sit there with their eyes wide open as I told them about the majestic, beautiful, powerful things that the Lord does now. He loves us and now he loves them. And, and that's gone deep into their hearts. It's a beautiful and precious thing that you can do. The next thing I would say, uh, number four, pray 
diligently, diligently for your kids, through thick and thin, even when they round you up. I remember uh, as a young man, before we had kids, this uh, guy who was a doctor and his wife, they'd been missionaries in China, um, uh, telling me how they had always prayed for their kids. They'd knelt before the Lord every evening at a set time and, and prayed for their kids. And it so inspired me. Actually, me and Karen made a habit of praying uh, through our kids' lives before they were born, praying for their future husbands and partners, praying for their careers, praying for their lives, praying for their journey of faith, praying that uh, the peace of God would rest them no matter what came their way. And I believe the Lord loves that, and I, I believe he hears it. But pray diligently for your kids. And I, I believe as a father, there's, there's something so precious and special. When your kids also see you at the kitchen table in a lounge with your Bible open, praying and praying for them. And bringing your own life before the Lord and the family before the Lord. It is a precious and beautiful thing. And it will go in deep. It will go in really deep. They'll see it and they'll love it. Number five. Intensely practical point. In the age of the Xbox and the PlayStation and, and mobile phones. Play board games. Seriously. Get your family around a board game. Now, Monopoly can be a little bit treacherous because depending on how much wheeler dealing you've got going on in the dna of your family uh, but there's always been some harsh negotiation in our family so we have often stayed away from that one because it maybe triggers too many rows if i could just say that but sitting around a table and that interaction uh, around a game cards chess monopoly cluedo you know any, anything like that scrabble not only is it educational, but actually learn how to interact with you, other things come out, people share in a context of activity and spending quality family time with the screens off is a precious thing. Now, hard to recover the ground, I know, if you're sitting there and you've got teenage kids and they think you're nuts, but you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised and you'll be surprised how transformational that could be. Number six, be a dad who cheers your kids on. Now, Ephesians 4.29 says, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which builds one another up. And Hebrews 10.24 says, let's consider how we might spur one another on to faith and good deeds, etc. I was once uh, at Centre Parks in my family many years ago, and um, I just saw this horrendous thing. This little girl was trying to climb up a climbing frame. And her dad... Her dad was standing underneath just going, no, don't put your leg there. Why are you putting your leg there for? No, you shouldn't be reaching for that one. Don't reach for that one. She's going, oh, daddy, I'm doing my best. She's going, no, you're doing it wrong. Don't do it like that. Do it like this. And I tell you, it, it took everything in me to restrain myself from going over and saying, why don't you just encourage your daughter? Be a dad who cheers your kids on. And let's be people, having said that, that cheer one another on as our default position. What a gossip and tearing each other down. Just as a wider point, let's create Christ-centered communities where we properly cheer one another on. My daughter Emily, uh, my oldest, when we used to live in Bath in Somerset, I say Bath with an R and an F. I think it's Bath, isn't it? When I, we lived in Bath, it's full of big hills. 
and um, Emily had, had she'd lost the stabilizers and she was into charging around on her bicycle and she said dad I want to go up this particular hill on my bike and I looked at it it was this big massive hill and I'm like okay sweetheart and I'm like okay sweetheart let's, let's go for it we'll do it together rather than say no 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 no, you can't do that that's too big I wanted to teach my daughters that they could do anything they put their minds to and if it went wrong they could dust themselves off pick themselves up and have another go so we set off and I'm on my bike beside her we're on the pavement and Emily's legs on a little gear and they're going like this and she's barely moving I mean she's going so slowly up this hill anyway long story short I'm I'm beside her and at times behind her I'm going come on Emily come on Emily you can do it you're doing it you're actually doing it she's only gone like 20 feet then you're doing it you're smashing it you're going come on girl you're doing so well it's brilliant anyway loads of time later <laughs> she's actually like really hot all her little cheeks are bright red she's really going for her legs just not giving in she's not giving in i love that tenacity she's still like that today actually um and as we as we're getting further and further out, she went dad I'm, I'm doing it i'm actually doing it i went you are doing it you are doing it and then we got to the top she was she went dad i can't feel my legs anymore her actual expression was my legs are bending <laughs> i never forget it and we should drop the bikes down and go a big hug we had a big celebratory come on like this never forgotten it she's never forgotten that and and i'm not saying that's a, that was a defining moment but it was a precious and beautiful moment for me because actually cheering her on it did something in my heart and I don't think she's ever forgotten the time she overcame the big hill in Bath. And she's had some real things to overcome in her life. And um, she'll know, she knows she'll get to the top of the mountain in, in the end. She knows that deep in her heart. So make your default position to spur on and cheer on your kids in life, in faith, in the things uh, they turn their hands to. It's so important. Uh Next point, drop them off and pick them up. <laughs> There's something about being a dad who drops their kids off places and picks them up. It could be school, when they go out. I think there's something precious and beautiful about a father being there. The dad taxi thing, right, that we all joke about or get fed up with, Actually, for some reason, I think it has a profound effect on our kids when they know that we're there for them, no matter what. Drop them off and pick them up and make space to do that. And as an aside, you know, as much as possible, and I know work can be really weird and pressured, don't miss school plays. As much as possible, don't miss parents' evenings. Be there. Be be present. Which leads me to my next point. Kids don't need Singapore. They just need you in a swing park. You know, I, I, I remember when we, we actually saved up for a very long time. And we took our kids to, to, to Disney World. And they loved it. 
you know, there was a precious moment where we said we're going to put our feet in America for the first time as a family all at once. And we made everyone wait as we all lined up with the exit to the plane and all stepped into America together. As soon as we got to the hotel, I think it was Annie who said, where's the, where's the park? Where's the swings? And she didn't mean Disney World. She didn't mean Space Mountain. She meant, where's the park? <laughs> and actually, what your kids really want? You know, extravagant holidays are good. Moments are good if you can afford them. And we saved a very long time to give them that experience. It's something we really wanted to do. I think we saved over six years or something crazy. But actually what I realised was, they just want you to be there with them. They don't need Singapore. But they do need a swing park. Next thing I'd say. Uh, this particularly applies to... Um, kids as they get older as they get into their teen years um look boundaries are important rules are important but choose your battles and be prepared to negotiate over the less important things now what we said to our kids is look our hearts desires that one day you grow to love jesus and all we can do is, is pray for you and, and give you the best opportunity you can to meet him we don't we don't like lying we always want you to be honest with us if you're honest with us you know you'll always be okay you know, no matter what's happened we'd rather you just honest and don't lie look you can always talk to me i'm not going to lose the plot i'm not going to go off the deep end no matter what's happened just just be truthful with us you know and 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 let's love one another and be kind and gracious that kind of thing, you know, those sort of values. On the other stuff, I didn't fight battles about where they should stay at their table and eat all their Brussels sprouts. And, you know, I wasn't obviously worried about piercings and tattoos. I mean, one of my daughters is a tattoo artist, so, and I've got tattoos, so I couldn't be worried about that. I was actually worried about the, the matters of the heart. And on things that, that weren't so important, I, I, I always like negotiating with my kids. Well, look, you know, if, if I let you do that, then I really would be good if you did this. Or rather than say, no, you're not going out with those people. So, well, what I want you to do is is give me a text when you get there. And uh, I want to come and pick you up. So, I'd, you know, and it was negotiation rather than everything on their terms. And that breeds maturity. It breeds conversation. It teaches them about being reasonable. And I would say in many areas, actually, we've been quite liberal in some areas, but conservative in others. Conservative around morality and, you know, personal ethics, but liberal in, in terms of dress and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we always convened around the table with our kids. We, we taught them about conversation and we learned to negotiate with one another. But we were always into respect, honesty, truthfulness, all of that kind of stuff. So negotiate. But don't fight trivial battles because you'll actually lose the bigger battles. Choose the areas that you go into to bat on. And my final thing I'd say is, I say to my kids, no matter what, there's always a welcome into our home. No matter what's gone in in your life, if, if you need us, will be here I say to them there's always be always be a bed there'll always be a meal there won't be any money because your dad's an evangelist but there'll always be a bed there'll always be a meal and I'm not going to go into the details of this but one of my daughters 
went through a horrendous, horrendous experience. And um, she she moved back home. I mean, helped her through an extremely tough time. And uh, to be honest, she she was, you know, she she made some mistakes, but nothing catastrophic, really, on her part. We all make mistakes, right? Um, and it's easy to let your own hurts overcome your unconditional love. But one time I found that we'd been on the sofa. And uh, and I said, what's the matter, sweetheart? And I, and I gave her a hug. knelt in front of her and gave her a hug. And I said, why are you crying? And she said, if, if it was the other way around, I wouldn't, I wouldn't love you the way you love me. I wouldn't have welcomed you back into my home. And I said, darling... This is how God loves you. You're precious. And you're my daughter. I'll always love you. No matter what. You always come home to us. There'll always be a food. There'll always be a bed. Always be food, not a food. <laughs> There'll always be food. And always be a bed. And that's how your Father in Heaven loves you. It's Luke 15. Sometimes when we... Your kids, they'll realise they've broken this as they get older not always on your terms in the way you'd hope for but you know the spirit of the Lord's at work they'll get there and when that happens the door is always open so there you go there's my thoughts on being a dad there's obviously a lot more that I could say but I'm keeping it short punch and sweet most importantly have a fantastic Father's Day I'm going off for Chinese eat as much as you like paid for by my kids happy days have a beautiful time. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, you made it to the end. That's even more encouraging. If you'd like to find out more about who we are, visit our website at thelightchurch.org.uk. We pray God's blessing on you now as you go into the rest of your day.